Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. And welcome back to the new year, Barry. Well, it's been a while. We've had a bit of a break. Yeah, but we're back. Episode 21. Are you excited? I'm really excited. I I can see it in your eyes, dude. You are just absolutely pumping with energy. Uh, it's good to be back. Lots of ha- lots of things have happened though. Uh, Christmas, Christmas, New Year's, New Year's. You got married. I that was even before Christmas. I got married. <laughs> you did. And you know what? I spent two weeks on a cruise boat, just sipping cocktails and enjoying life. So um, I'm doing all right. You're doing all right. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. Got a nice tan. Well, actually, it's red, but it's a tan. And I've just enjoyed myself. How was your break, dude? Well, I, uh, you married my daughter, and so um, that was a busy time. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um, and I moved church. Moved church. Yeah, so that was a big thing for us. And I moved house, moved suburbs. Yeah, we're in a new studio. We're in your new a, office. New, my new office, that's right. I'm uh, enjoying it. Yeah, decked it out. Now, um Forgive me if I'm wrong, but is was this Christmas that just went your first Christmas where you didn't have to lead a service in how many years? Uh, about 10. 10 yeah. years you had a Christmas off as a I pastor. I had a Christmas off. It was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's equivalent to about two weeks on a cruise ship right that's, there. That's, that's, like, that's like long service leave. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 finishing up just before Christmas was a great thing to do. And, uh, and I went to my new church for Christmas to mm. see what they did and how they did things, which was great. And... Uh, Everyone was warm and welcoming, which is fantastic. And then I started mid-January, so I'm about three weeks in. Wow, wow. Uh, big transition. Big transition. So I went from Gawler Uniting Church, which was kind of semi-rural, semi-urban. It's kind of a bit of a blend. Yep. To now Powerful Gardens. Powerful Gardens, which is smack in the... Um, yeah, in the middle of the northern suburbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it very, very suburban, different. Different. Um, but for you, 10 years at Gawler, now now moving on. Now moving on, yeah. Sad, sad to uh, say goodbye to all the relationships. I mm. mean, I'm still touch base with people on Facebook, but, um, you know, just sad to let people mm. uh, to, uh, you know, not have that regular contact. But I've got to learn all these new names. <laughs> like my name tank is absolutely full. you got to forget and some people, man. You gotta let some people go. But let some new people. Who do you forget? <laughs> and will they be annoyed when you, when you, um, like I was out. I took one of the youth leaders uh, of my new church out for a coffee today, and I ran into someone who oh was from no. Gola in the coffee shop, which is fantastic. But I remembered her name, oh, so that was winning. Fine. Well done. So, yeah. um, if you haven't caught on already, uh, those listening into our beautiful conversation, we're talking about transitions today. We are. Um, now, first off, um, you talked about how it was hard leaving Gawler. Let's talk mm. about that because in every transition, it feels like a breakup. So, it for does. you, um, what was going on in your heart as you were feeling, going through the discernment process of whether you should stay or go? And then ha- how was the emotional journey as you said, well, actually, I am going to move on and then having to stay, what, an extra s- almost six months in Gawler mm. and then move on. H- how was that for an emotional and spiritual journey for you? Well, I, I reckon it was it was closer to nine months wow. from the time I said that I was going to mm-hmm. the time that I went. Wow. So I think it was April mm. and um, and I finished up in December. So it was a, f- it was a fair while. Uh, the h- 
hardest thing was not getting excited about the new place. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to stand up and say, I'm really excited about leaving you. <laughs> not a very encouraging <laughs> message. No, no, that's right. And everybody go, are you excited about going to the new place? And I couldn't really feel like I could say, yeah, I am, mm. or allow myself to get too excited. Yeah. Um, because it will feel like I'm I'm leaving them for another woman, or you know, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. Um, you got to end one relationship before you start yeah, a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you okay. do. And so I was saying, well, I'm not really getting excited yet, mm. um, and and I was about trying to finish well, and and that was hard. It mm. was it was a hard nine months of trying to work out um, how to love people through to the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how to um, how to keep the energy up mm. to the end. And then, particularly in the last couple of months, people stopped coming to me for a direction and advice because yeah, they okay. knew that my voice didn't matter anymore. Wow. Because particularly if they're looking for something in 2017 mm. for this year, uh, my my opinion really didn't mean a lot because wow. I wasn't going to be around and they knew I wasn't going to be around. Now, and so Now, how did that feel? Yeah, it felt a little bit like I'd been left for another woman, <laughs> 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 um, uh, or another man. But I mean, the it, it was difficult. It was yeah. one of those things where you had to just really sit back and go, no, 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 no. Um, they're doing it, and so there was the people who were grieving that I was leaving. Mm. There were the people that were celebrating that I was leaving, <laughs> and so you had to navigate those. So you had to be kind to those who were secretly jumping up and down inside, yeah, or not so secretly jumping up <laughs> and down inside. And then you had to be really compassionate for those who had had really appreciated your ministry, had grown in Christ mm. through your ministry, and that um, now you had to hand it over to someone else to do. Wow! Wow! So in that journey, uh, what would be your piece of advice for someone who might be entering into that themselves, into that kind of big transition? Because that's a huge transition. Mm. A decade in a ministry is a long time. Yeah, it is. Um, what would be your advice for a pastor, maybe listening in, who wants to go that long haul, wants to stay in a, in a ministry for 10 years, or one who's just about to move on? What would be your advice then to prepare themselves well for that transition? Uh yeah, be really, really certain of your call. Mm. And so uh, Kelly and I were really certain that God was calling us out. Yeah. And so that was r really important for our emotional and spiritual well-being over that period of time. Mm -hmm. um, nearly nine months was too long. I yep. mean, I had a lot to do and, and we didn't want to leave because Steph was getting married and all those sorts of things. But it was a long period of time. It was mm. a long lead time. And I think three months... Would have been better? Would have been better, yeah. So don't drag it out too long. I thought I'd be okay, but it was. It got harder and harder the longer it got. Yeah, yeah. So short, shorter is better. Shorter is better, I think. Yeah, Get sure. A, um, sometimes it's it's better to have a surgical cut. Like a Band-Aid, yeah, just pull it off. And uh, then uh, drawing it out and yeah, well. uh, having a long period of pain. Mm, mm. So, you know, there were some people who I was pastorally uh, working with who basically as they're part of their grieving, isolated themselves from me. Oh, wow, yeah. Because they go, well, you're not going to be here for me next year, so I have to now go and find someone else mm -hmm. to help me, and then they'd isolate. And that was hard. Yeah, It yeah. was hard to, I mean, you had to encourage them to do that for mm. their own thing, but it was also hard to do it. Yeah. Wow, wow. So hearing that, just above all, transition is hard. I don't know if there's yeah. any transition that's easy, actually. No, I mean, I think that, uh, I think that if you're, 
in a placement that's not going well, mm. then that transition's really easy. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you know, you, you've been there for a long period of time, you love the people, mm. and I love the people in Gawler, and, um, but you feel called to move on, um, then it's it's a hard process. Yeah, but obviously being really clear of your call is, is crucial because it means that when things get hard and emotional, you know that, well, it's what God wants. That's right. And, and I mean, that's why it's important to have a call in ministry as mm. well because um, there are times where things get really boggy mm. and you got to go back to the fact, no, God's called me here. God has me here for a reason. Mm. Um, so I've got to work this through. Yeah. And so it's the same transitioning out. You've got to feel that call to go um uh, i think uh, i think if you just go to something that's more appealing then you're in trouble yeah certainly i I find for me that when god um is is pushing me into something new it's always scary but it's because god's calling me that it makes it possible like there's been some risks that i've taken in my life that i would never would have taken unless i knew that it was it was god's idea um so for instance for me like we've already mentioned i got married and and when um when I was engaged, all of a sudden God started talking to me in a new way. It was almost like God was saying to me, now we need to prepare for the year to come. We've got to prepare for 2017 and for what that's going to look like. Because you're not just going to be, um, you're not just going to be a pastor anymore. You're going to be a husband. And that's a, I would almost say a higher calling. It's a more important calling. And there's some work needs to be done there as well. And all of a sudden God said to me, why don't you, uh, well not, he didn't say it that, that beautifully. He just said, give up your, your job as a school chaplain and um, I remember when I told my fiance at the time that I said I feel like God wants me to quit one of my jobs just before we get married you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose uh, an, an income source just before we enter into probably one of the most financially difficult seasons of our life mm-hmm. uh, to this point you know is that first year that first couple of years of marriage where you're yep. trying to figure out how it all works um, and I've got this really strong sense um, Steph that God's got our back here and that was a was a really hard little season for us because we were just tossing up do we do this do do we do we trust it and we had to pray together but in that transition God's God's call was really clear mm-hmm. he said you got to give it up and you know what we did and what was funny for us is that when we said yes to that the questions that we needed answers for started to get answered. It wasn't before, actually, it was the day after mm. I put in my letter and said, I'm done here, that all of a sudden God said, well, now this problem solved and this problem solved and this is going to be okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's the obedience of following the call of God on your life. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is. But, you know, God, God wants us to enter into the promised land where... Mm. His, his abundance flow, but we've got to take the step. And if we're afraid of the giants mm. uh, and we think it's too impossible, then we've reduced God's God's bigness, really, yeah. in our life. And so um, I think he blesses those who go, I think you're calling me to do this, so I'm just going to take the risk. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's, that's definitely not a short process, though, for no. us. And that, and that was something that was um, big for me. This is one of the probably the biggest... Um, decisions that I've made in a while in my ministry was was this one because there was a financial risk to it there was well is this going to really help our marriage right now or is this going to be a detriment to it yep. um, it wasn't a, a quick oh God said so I'm going to do it this was a, a, a long almost drawn out to an extent discernment between myself and between Stephanie and I think that matters as well as getting other people around you in the transition because as you're feeling that call 
to leave something or to start something new, you need people around you to remind you that maybe you need to take a step back here and, and, and process. And I'm sure for you, Baz, as you were going through this idea of leaving Gawla, um, Kelly was right along that journey yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't do any any discerning without her, really. Mm. Um, I, 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 I use her to, to a certain extent and her connection to God to reaffirm what I'm hearing from God. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what you did with Steph as well because I remember us having this conversation <laughs> about it. And, um, and I said, well, if it's of God, St- Steph will eventually agree. Yeah. You don't have to manipulate her. You don't have to convince her. God will just speak to her and she'll agree. And yeah. And it I took tr- a while and uh, you had to be patient, but she got there. In the beginning, I tried to convince her. I laid out all this beautiful plan of it. And then really, my plans were just terrible. I was like, babe, I just think it's going to work. Just just trust it. Mm. And it wasn't enough for her. She was, was so not on board. And all of a sudden, one day, she said, you know what? Yeah. And that for me was the final confirmation was because I just let her pray about it. We prayed about it. I was praying about it. And we just gave it some time. And I think um, there's never uh, so much urgency in our life that we have to rush things. I think God's got a great timing and he did to the day. Mm. Um, we said, yep, this is the day. I hand in my, in my resignation and bam, we had all our answers and then some. Mm. And that's what I loved. And I just sat down with Steph and said, I'm so glad that we did this because I don't think we'd be in the blessings that we are now if we didn't take the risk that we took then. Mm. That's right. I don't think there's ever a transition without risk. There's no, always no, you, risk. You, and that's you, where faith is. That's, that's where faith it. lives. It is. And um, and stepping into the unknown is. And you're about to step into the unknown. Well, today. Today is your first day where you are officially the pastor of Malala Church. Oh, gee. All by, your own, all by your lonesome. I think my shoulders got a little bit lower just then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. My contract is starting today. Yeah. I didn't realize, yes, uh, if you're unaware, um, over the past two years, I've been out at Malala Uniting as the pastor, but not the only pastor. Baz, you've been out there with me that's right. as the minister. Um, and that's and how protect, wor- protecting you and you protecting them. and Been under your wing as such. And yep. that's kind of how the Uniting Church works. But since Barry moved on, um, the church decided that they wanted me to stay on my own. Um, so in a sense, I've gone from level one pastor to level two. I'm a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, but still as terrified as ever. Yeah. Well, um, well, you're the captain of your own ship now, and and no one really appreciates. I was, I was talking to a couple of young ministers, I think the last synod that we're mm-hmm. at, and I said, "What? The, how are you feeling, fellas? Being the captain of your own <laughs> ship? Are you feeling the weight?" Mm. Because until you're the captain of your own ship, you don't appreciate mm, the mm. spiritual weight and the um, and the the weight of responsibility that comes upon your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I didn't even really think about today is the day. Thanks for bringing that one up. Day, day one. Day one. It was the right day. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I can't complain with the day, but there is there is a huge transition there for me because it was it was helpful having you there as my safety net. I knew that if um, I made a big mistake that you were going to be right there to help me through that. Mop and bucket, man. You were the best janitor I could ask for. <laughs> and now I've got to clean up my own mess. you got to clean up your um, own mess. And, and there's a challenge there. But Oops. also I'm excited about that. Um, but I don't take it lightly and I know there needs to be some work done. But one of the things that, that God did for me um, in that same season, and this is what's crazy, in the same season as he told me to give up my chaplaincy position, I remember him calling and said to me, you need to find a new safety net now. Because I, I knew I was always going to have you 
um, as someone I can talk to. But God said very clearly, you need someone new. Mm. Um, and I had that conversation with you and then um, I found a new mentor. And that new mentor was great. But then God said that wasn't enough. And then we had another conversation. I said, Barry, what's th- what's, what else do I need? And we discussed that maybe a spiritual director would be helpful. And so I started seeing a spiritual director. But then God said, no, 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 you, you need more than that. I thought that God was crazy. I thought I was hearing things. But I'm starting to see now that God was preparing me. And I'm still not necessarily seeing what he's preparing me for, but I know he's preparing me for something. Mm. So I've now tapped into multiple mentors, multiple professionals that I can see. Um, and that was all through allowing, um, allowing my faith to really align with where my circumstances were at. Because things were changing and if I didn't allow my faith to catch up with that, I would be in, in a very vulnerable position. I think pastors are always going to be in vulnerable positions because people don't know how taxing they are on you as the pastor. Um, and people don't realize that spiritual weight that you were talking about. But I felt that call from God to say, no, you need more than you need right now in support mm-hmm. because what is coming you're going to need that for. Mm. So um, that's been a part of it for me is that in the transition, I'm finding in the in the past maybe six months or so, um, God's activity in my life has been more. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been calling me to more. There's been a greater risk. Um, but because of it, I feel very, very comfortable, so much so I didn't even realize this was my first day. <laughs> well, when you're part-time, you're allowed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when, you're when allowed you're three days a week, you, you can... You yep. can take it easy sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, one of the transitions that's been uh, fascinating for me is 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 walking into a brand new congregation, mm. and uh, and although we did it to a certain degree with Malalara and Two Worlds, um, I don't have five churches to look after anymore. I only have one. And yeah. Wow. And um, and they have a different culture and a different mm. way of doing things. Yeah. And uh, and and I and you. It's, it's kind of like I'm saying, God, I need your wisdom to know which bear to poke. Mm. Like there's <laughs> lots of sleeping bears around, and I, I, know, I know which I gotta have wisdom to know which one I give a little prod to to move them on. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so that's just been a fascinating journey of sitting down and and uh, working through what um, you know what the congregation's golden calf is if mm. they have one. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, because I definitely didn't dislodge the one at my previous church, and mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I'm I'm hypersensitive to that, and so I'm saying, God, is is there a spiritual roadblock here, or mm-hmm. is there an idol mm-hmm. in in this church's life? Because sometimes churches just go on the culture of things, and we found this when we first started with Malala. Go mm-hmm. on the culture of things. Don't really process why they're doing it, mm-hmm. and coming in with fresh eyes, you can just say, Well, why do you do that? Yeah. Why is that important? And some things you see, well, that's just purely because that's the way someone likes it and they're a key person within the congregation. Yeah, yeah. And other times it's, um, oh, well, a minister, three ministers ago put that into place and yeah, we, yeah. we just keep on doing it. It's our thing. So, mm. um, you know, do you stand up? Do you sit down for the offering? Do you sing a song <laughs> during the offering? You know, so, you know, I've come from a church that loved to stand up during the offering to one that they pray for the offering before it even gets taken up. <laughs> it doesn't even get brought forward, you know. <gasps> and so you have to bring it forward. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets whisked away into a back room somewhere. So wow, wow, yeah, it's just different. It's just different. But I'd imagine there's a little bit of excitement there as well, uh, along with the uh, 
the fear of it all is that there there's new beginnings. There's um, new beginnings. And yeah. I think that's exciting is that when God does call us to transition, he's, he's calling us to something better. And and I and I have a very distinct f- uh, feeling uh, as I've started in this role that everything that God taught me in my last placement mm. yeah. I- is is going to be a blessing to this one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, and I hit the ground running and I hit the g- ground with um, knowing the things that I've known now from my last placement that that didn't work or mm, that mm. Um, weren't right, and uh, and I can go in and and swing um, and and hit a few home runs early and yeah yeah and uh, work through and you know there's always the people that want to come and see how much you are different and whether you'll let them do stuff that people before them wouldn't let them do and yeah yeah you know all of that. They don't mean to, but it's all the emotional games people play. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just a fascinating time. Mm. And, and I love asking questions. And, I, and I'm sure particularly the young people at Parafield Gardens just think that that I'm just full on, you know, <laughs> because I'm just going, well, tell me about this. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. And they're just looking at me going, mm, wow. I yeah, feel yeah. like I've just been beaten over the head. <laughs> but, um, but they'll get used to it. And yeah, yeah. And, um, and we'll move forward with it. But it, it's a great time to... Um, you know, everybody's just uh, thankful that you're there, mm. uh, so you get a bit of grace. There's that honeymoon uh, phase. That's that honeymoon phase, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's amazing. But you don't want to abuse that either. No, and no. So um, you know, you, you want to leverage it if anything. You want to leverage it, and um, and you know the, and so it's just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, I'm I'm f- I'm feeling the prayer that the people are praying for me. Yeah, that's great. Uh, as you do when you start, they always kick in and mm. pray for the new minister and they pray for them faithfully and then after a year or two some of them drop away mm. and you can and feel it and you can feel it yeah mm. and so um great times but uh just a crazy year you know yeah. finishing up a placement starting a new placement we both started st- both starting study uh, oh as well yeah, that and was so <laughs> you that know, was all part of that season as well it, it is and so. but w- but in that, God has been faithful through that little crazy season. It's a good yeah. you know, nine nine to ten months of just craziness, really. You know, just high-octane ministry. Everything was going right and wrong at the same time. And God's call was high. The risk was high, but so were his blessings. Yeah, and, and it was an emotionally draining time, spiritually draining time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was um, that full, ro- full roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? When you you leave something that you've you love dearly, and mm. you've you know you've I invested ten years of my life. It's a long. It's a long time a, a, into that congregation. You know, my my kids were eleven and thirteen when we got there, and wow. they're now twenty one and and twenty three. Yeah, wow. and so just um, you know, thankful for the time that I've had there, um, but to let it go and to. And to distance yourself appropriately from that, mm, um, mm. it's just something that that has been hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope for you today that you've in, you've engaged well in our conversation. This has probably been more of a conversation for us than it is for you, but hopefully you've enjoyed it as well. Um, but if you're in transition now, or if you're feeling that 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 risky call from God to do something different, just engage with that. I think is important. Don't don't dismiss it, but don't. Um, don't don't jump in uh, too quickly. Pray about it. You know, be be close to people around you that can uh, really discern into that space for you. Because I think that from what we've experienced, transition is hard. Transition is emotionally and spiritually draining. But if God's in it, then it's worth it. 
and and you see the fruit yeah if god's in it i mean um whatever transition you're you're into um you know god blesses i think mm-hmm. when you step out in faith and you let go of stuff that you need to let go of like in your case mm. and when you need to finish up uh, relationships in my case mm. um but then the new thing that you come into, mm. you, you see God's fruitfulness come through, yeah, and that's yeah. fantastic. And and that's why I think transition is a great time for reflection. So like, just like you were saying, how your ten years are preparing you for this year, mm. I, I can see the same. That even just in the few decisions I made last year, that because of those things, I am better this year. It's a great time to reflect. Actually, just the beginning of a new year is a great time to reflect as a pastor and a leader. Don't don't um underplay the power of reflection upon uh, upon what you've done last year and how that's preparing you for this year because the decisions that we make now will always ripple into the future mm. and um i would encourage you if you're listening today to take the time um well now it's february i was going to say take the time in january take the time this month just to sit back and look what has happened this year take inventory of how you're feeling um because how you're feeling as a leader you're kind of spiritual pulse will be the spiritual pulse of your church Mm. and i think it's incredibly important that we are reflective that we have the right support structures in our lives but that at the same time we are hearing that risky call from god and we're tempted by it we're tempted to jump in and as we pray through it we know that on the other side of that risk there is blessing and then there is calling from god so um hope you've been encouraged today this is episode 21 but one episode one of 2017 that's it and we're going to try our best we're inconsistent but we're going to try our best to have regular episodes for you well i mean that's why we dropped away it's been (laughs) it was was a crazy what a great see there you go transition was full on and some things do slip away and that's important Mm. so this podcast was one of them (laughs) it just had to but now we're back now we're back now we're back and hopefully will there be more episodes to come and we're really uh open to hearing people's questions or yeah thoughts yeah. or comments and so if you want to send us an email or drop us a line on our facebook page do it then uh feel free to um say well we'd like you to talk about this i mean we'll bring whatever wisdom we that have we have the best and, we've got uh, and maybe that will be used by god miraculously somehow yeah. so by all means connect in with us we're on instagram we're on facebook we've got our own website on openministries.net um just check us out tap in with us if you want your questions to be anonymous, we won't even mention you in the podcast, but we just want uh, to see what you, the listeners, would like to hear from us, and we'll just try and pipe in as much as a, we can. And a shout-out to our mate Nick. Yes, faithful listener. A faithful listener. Every time I see him, loved your podcast. Love that episode. <laughs> and you know what? It keeps me going, Nick. You keep me going. So keep listening, dude. Good on you, man. Right. Well, until next time, <laughs> God bless you. Catch you, guys. <laughs>